Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of A Bit of This and A Bit of That. My name is Yulia Zamzuli Barani and I am so excited to bring you this episode. In particular, because for the first time in this podcast, I am not alone. I am joined by a good friend of mine, Ditchle. So Ditchle, please introduce yourself. Thank you first um, for having me. My name is Dijla Shekar. Um, I live in Germany, in Cologne. I'm currently studying multilingual communication. Um, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So everyone, Ditchla here is an art enthusiast, so that's going to be our focus in this conversation. Ditchla and I decide to talk about that art um, taught from Ditchla's perspective, her personal journey as someone who loves and does art, as well as how doing art has been affecting her view on creativity, on the pursuit of meaning, on mental health, and on life in general. And as well as every other topic that may come up along the way. To start to kick off this conversation, Ditchlap, my first question, how do you first get into art? How did I first get into art? Um, when I was in school, we always had art. Um, and I think I was really young, N- not even in, at school, even when I was um, in the kindergarten. We um, would always have some papers and pencils to to draw and to paint. And yeah, I think um, unintentionally, I got into arts very uh, at a very young age, but it wasn't with passion, obviously. I used to dislike arts, so it was not a topic I really hated. But I always thought um, that I'm not talented anyway. And my interests are uh, in maths and uh, other scientific subjects anyway. So I really, I don't know how to say it, but art wasn't um, something I could really think about um, in terms of having a profession um, because I simply wasn't interested. That's that's the first time I remember. Maybe earlier, I don't know. Oh, so it was not the case of love at the first sight. So how does it switch? How did it get from just a subject in school to something you became really passionate about? Yes, that's um, a very good question. Um, I had to change my school. Because of in Germany we have a school system, um, you cannot uh, have a final graduation, which is giving the permission for a university um, at every single school. Um, just mm-hmm. two of five school forums um, are offering um, A levels or mm-hmm. um, yeah final graduation, and that's why I had to change. After I graduated mm. from my former school, I had the choice between arts and theater. Um, oh. And yes, I wasn't interested in both. 
at all. I didn't <laughs> want to do anything of these things that I, I had to choose. And um, I un- involuntarily I, cho- I chose um, <laughs> arts because it was... <laughs> Still better um, than theater. It was better than theater, yes. And... <laughs> I had a very, very nice teacher. And oh. I, I'm not sure if he's ever going to listen to this podcast, but if he is going to do so, um, I really want to say thank you. Because he, oh. I don't know if he has the idea what his, um, his way of teaching really affected my my point of view regarding arts he when he was teaching us he always treated us like real artists you know he always wanted us to produce something with our own hands and be um behind what of what we are doing and he i don't know he was very passionate as an artist mm-hmm. and uh, by by himself he was very passionate by himself and I really uh, could see that and I really um, could catch that fire, what he was having, basically. (laughs) Um, And I really loved the idea to be um, the artist of, of something I was producing. And he always was so respectful and open minded. And I started to think that every artist is, you know, ha- a person who has a wide horizon. And that's um, really oh. empowered me um, and really changed my interest. And when I was starting to paint, and I wasn't painting usually, I never mm. uh, bought an equipment of, you know, arts material like brushes or uh, you know, colors. But when I was um, in his lesson, I really enjoyed engaging in arts and I started to do it at home as well. And yeah, that's that was the point where I became so passionate. Um, oh. It really made fun. And yes, my teacher was a great, had, had a very great impact on my passion. Mm. I think that is very sweet and it highlighted your story highlights the importance of the roles of teacher because their passion it actually inspires students i mean the case with your with your story absolutely so, yeah. i had two teachers actually um in the first two years, I had my favorite teacher. It was my art teacher. And my first art teacher caused arts to be my favorite subject. And my second teacher caused the total <laughs> opposite. And um, oh. <laughs> it went, yes, it went so far that I had to took, took off uh, arts from my schedule. I started Go Without Arts in the last year of my school. Yes, and this is um, what I wanted to say. You are are definitely right if you say the teacher has a great impact on um, the pupil's attitude 
regarding a certain topic and he can he has the potential to make you love it or hate it mm. he can make you love mathematics or <laughs> make you hate mathematics <laughs> but some people they're intrinsically not interested to a certain topic that's totally fine but uh, i think the method of teaching is very important i find your passion of art really inspiring because your instagram account your blog is art that's all kind of art all kind of fashion all kind of colors and i think it it, it is really in- inspiring to for you to keep you know to keep being that passionate even though you you don't you decide to not pursue it in in university but still you're still as passionate to do it so i want to know about that about that how how do you do that So your question is, how am I passionate without studying it? I'm passionate because I have no university. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Look, something about passion, it is something intrinsic, an intrinsically, um, intrinsic motivation. So you have the inner desire to do so, to do something, Mm. to do certain things. And um, if you are... In university and studying anything, you always have deadlines, you will have, you know, exams and pressure, and you will have to do certain things, even though you are not really willing to do so. And that is so fascinating. I just have to think of um, something, what what we have had in, in class, in arts class. Um, we talked about Picasso and he was very, very productive. So every single day he always would paint a lot of mm. things. Maybe not every single day, I'm not sure, but he has so many paintings left, so many paintings and, and uh, artworks. Um, and everyone was wondering, how is this possible? And my teacher, because it was, it was very interesting, She said that Picasso, it was something intrinsic. He had, it was like eating chocolate for him, you know, to um, really? be so productive. Yes, of course. Otherwise, it would be it would be a profession like a carpenter. What I want to say is when a carpenter is nothing uh, doing but art, actually. Actually, it is considered as art in my eyes. But the mm. fact that he's not a real artist, he's just a producer of um, someone else's wishes and he earns money for this and he has a deadline, it is not really art. It is a job. Oh. Do you get the difference? Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, and um, that is why I can really be passionate because I have no deadlines. I just do it with my feeling with my heart and if I don't yeah. really feel like painting I'm not going to paint because no one is forcing me what is pushing me is just my intrinsic power my motivation and that is passion and I really don't know but I could imagine to have a job with uh, being you know where I have to be creative I really think about writing creative writing But yes, 
a job where I'm my own boss, my own artist, and I don't need to justify my work. <laughs> that is extremely idealistic. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> and that's why I'm, I, that's why I'm a little bit frustrated because passion is very interesting. Um, when I realized, okay, there is something like passion, there is something um, like um, a deed you are doing just because of its fun, and you can find out what your passion is, and better, you can make it to your profession, and you won't even get tired because you will love your profession because it's your passion yeah. simultaneously. And right now, I didn't really find the reconciliation between my passions, um, all my passions with a proper job I can uh, have oh. in the society I live in. Um, that is a controversy. Yeah, I just try, try to, I just try a lot of things to find out what my profession might be in future. Um, but if I leave out, if I leave out the passion, if I leave out anything, which is fun for me, I think um, it's not going to work for me long term. Some people are really yeah. used to system. They are really used to um, deadlines and doing something even if they don't want to do it. The workaholic uh, lifestyle, I, it, it, totally don't, it totally doesn't relate to me. But I don't know mm. how to deal right now. I'm 20 years old. I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe too young <laughs> right now. <laughs> but it's actually, um, I mean, who am I to say this? I'm only a few years older than you. But I guess I've, I have endured somewhat similar situation as what you just um, talked about. And I think, I mean, it is normal to have that kind of worry at, at our early 20s. Yes. That's what being in early 20s basically mean i mean but then i guess things like that requires wisdom just what you talked about the difference between doing something because you're passionate about it because you love it and then doing it because you are paid to do it and how to how to differentiate those two i think it all takes wisdom and wisdom there are things there are the, the kind of wisdom that comes with age So I think you will you will see how it all falls out. You will somehow find the answer as you continue to live. You will. <laughs> I promise you, you will. We just talked about how you first got into art and then how you navigate into finding your passion on art. And now let's talk about the art itself. So what kind of art do you do? All right, I, as I said, I started with painting um, in, in the last years of school. And I started just to colorize patterns. I really started this way, but I stopped. And then four years later, I grabbed up my patterns back and I finished the whole book, the uh, painting Whoa. book. Yes, and I finished a couple of books, <laughs> a couple of pattern books. <laughs> I really like the feeling. It calms me down somehow. And I really love to hear podcasts when I'm painting. Okay, oh, right. thank you. So sweet of you. And uh, 
when I was in elementary school, it is something I never really told anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something I had to think of. It, it, it just came up to my mind when I was firstly writing my first poem. In elementary school, as a class, as a whole class, we used to memorize poems, a lot of poems. And our teacher back then uh, made a short film uh, how we are forming our poems. Oh. And I would always, uh, yes, I would always memorize a lot of long poems with, you know, <laughs> very loud voice, sometimes with a lot of, you know, temper. Do you remember what kind of poem? Yeah, so German classical poems, I think. Oh. I don't really remember. So some poems for children, we were... Okay, you can I continue. Was... I was just curious about that. Yeah. Yes, when I was in my last year of school, um, yeah. our pedagogy teacher wanted us to be creative To um, oh. She said, we have um, the topic school. We have had the topic school. And we talked about um, the ideal school pedagogically. And, oh. and I have a very special relationship with school. Uh, and I really wrote a poem about my personal school journey and how school should be like and um, what school made with me. And it was everything with school, with a lot of emotion, with a lot of passion. And I really enjoyed writing this poem. I, I had no idea where this inspiration came from. But the rhymes <laughs> just came up one after another. And I really enjoyed to perform this poem. I really enjoyed And I memorized it uh, automatically. I didn't really have the uh, intention to memorize it. But mm. it is 15 minutes long, you know, if I perform it right now. If I would perform it right now. And I, um, yeah, this is what I'm doing. I write poems. Uh, if I have the inspiration, I wrote one short story, which I really love. <laughs> I really love <laughs> to read my own poems and stories. And, yes, <laughs> I, and I paint. Me too. <laughs> I paint. What, um, what I'm doing else is producing another, another thing. You know, for example, if you have a bottle, I would do, I don't know, a lamp out of it, for example. Oh. I don't know. But it is, I'm not doing this regularly. I'm not doing this very often. Mm. It happens once in a while. So, yeah, I have, I have faces. So there are times where I'm posting maybe two poems on my blog, but um, then for months I'm quiet and still it's <laughs> not really regular but still the two things that you are doing on regular basis is your painting and pattern and then your poem I actually sympathize with that I mean I also have my blog and it's hard to be consistent, consistent. and yes. I don't want to push myself just because people are seeing my blog just because I have a blog I don't want to push myself to I just want want that to just come by itself oh I want to write about this and then I write it I just exactly. do I don't want to push myself in in fear of losing that passion in fear of losing my love of writing my love of my blog 
Do you exactly. do you feel that way as well? I totally feel uh, like this. I totally feel the same way. Um, because as I said, I don't want to uh, force myself because there's no need. I'm not going to be paid or I. When I first had my blog, I really tended to to push myself. Okay, you haven't posted some uh, in recent times, so you need to push yourself and write some poems down. But it doesn't work. Mm. You need to have the inspiration you need to have the motivation you need to have that feeling and then yeah. your poem is going to be very very good but otherwise you're just uh, destroying your passion you're just destroying your love for writing yeah. or anything you're pushing yourself to do because long term it's not going to work right? i wholeheartedly agree i think that is that is the the dangerous side of creativity because especially for our mental health i i personally i mean i don't do art i except if writing poetry and creative writing is considered as art but anyway creativity sometimes oftentimes actually it has a good a positive impact on our mental health emotional health on our well-being um it helps us to understand ourselves but then as we do it as we keep pursuing we keep learning about our creativity we keep improving there's this very dangerous force when we let our obsession on creativity kind of own us so we don't own creativity anymore but creativity owners do you get what i mean so we we become obsessed with okay we have to keep improving we have to keep being creative we have to try this we have to be consistent we have to and in the end it actually destroy our emotional state our mental health it and i think yeah it's wise to to know where to stop to know our limits and to just keep you know keep pursuing it on our pace let's not we're not in hurry yes totally i mean yeah. there's no one forcing us why are we forcing ourselves i often think about this and i want to know about your view on this when you are starting to work on an art form Do you know from the beginning the kind of message the kind of work do you want to make or you just make it from abstract ideas and just see how it goes how how does it work for you This is a very interesting question actually because it really depends and this is what arts is I learned this from my first arts teacher I don't know what the topic was but it was the human body we, we had to artistically produce something of the human body i decided to make a real big eye you know a beautiful blue eye and i really wrote down everything the meaning behind my art and what i wanted to and you know you get the point yeah and my teacher was seeing all these pages me writing down all these pages and he said to me teacher i'm afraid you are so sticking to your own instructions that you cannot really be free when you are producing this wow you know what i mean yeah that's deep and um 
It really depended. But this, what I wrote down, was fortunately the exact thing I wanted to produce. So it wasn't a big problem. I wasn't really chained up. And even if so, I would change it uh, immediately and it would be free. But there are some paintings of mine where I just uh, started to, you know, just, just started to paint with colors. Um, I remember I had to study for my biology exam, my final biology exam, and I really hated to study for biology. I really didn't <laughs> feel like doing so. And I grabbed my material, you know, my colors and brushes, and I didn't really know what to paint. Mm. But um, I just started. It was just a little bit of green and then a little bit of yellow. And uh, at the end, there was a little bit of red. It's very interesting. Maybe you can show the painting. I never had the same interpretations when I finished. It was just leaving my emotions doing what they want to do. So letting my emotions the free path. And I just did what I did. And Mm. then it dried and I hang it over. And when my brother saw this, he had a very different interpretation. When my uh, sister saw this, she was for a second thinking. And she said, wow, wow, that's so beautiful. And then she she went two steps and then she said, wow, that's so beautiful. She said it again. And I was really shocked (laughs) that a simple painting out of nothing and no really instructions of mine can affect other people's feelings and thoughts and they yeah. say yeah it looks like this and that so no i don't know every time what i'm doing and my art teacher always said to us you don't have to know it at the beginning just feel free to do so and at the end you can give it a meaning yeah art is yes it just consists consists of your emotions and not of your instructions and if oh. you are so sticking to your own instructions and say, I have to do this and that, you're becoming your own ruler, um, yeah. which is preventing you from feeling free. I actually get that. Yeah, it's instruction is actually a form of limitation, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's very intriguing. Ah. I just I actually just think about this regarding art and creativity and being an artist, especially professional artist, is often considered to be not so normal, a bit different, a bit take. I mean, let's go classic Salvador Dali. He's just a complete. Oh, my God. He's a snob, but, but also a genius. <laughs> so I think because. Um, especially people from the past, they are such great, extraordinary artists, but then a bit peculiar, a bit unusual, a bit odd as a human being. So then odd and art often put in the same sentence. What's your take on that? Um, I think it is very normal that mainstream artists are considered a bit as unusual do i i get the point uh i always had uh the assumption that philosophers are weird people so it's not weird but they're considered by society maybe as odd i 
have to say not every artist goes that far that he's so different from the rest of the world. I didn't see my first or my second art teacher to be a very odd person. No, I don't think so. But you can go to a certain level, of course. But I think the reason why artists in movies, for example, are presented as the very odd person in the room is because if you're an artist, you are open-minded and you are so inspired and you don't really care of rules. Um, so it is the way how, how they are presented sometimes. You're just thinking about your arts and you just think outside the box because this is yeah. exactly what being creative is. And if you do your full-time job, your creativity, it is very normal that you yeah. constantly have to think outside the system, outside something which doesn't fit anymore. But I don't really see any artists which are which have gone mad or maybe you're thinking about Van Gogh. Or, or... I once read about him and I cried. I mean, he's yeah, just I, a genius, but his life is just too sad. I don't know anything about Van Gogh. I just um, saw and had something to do with his paintings at school time mm. but i think there is a quotation from yusuf islam he was interviewed by trt and this is something i cannot forget he was asked about his new book he mm. wrote a new book why he is still carrying a guitar and he talked about arts and he said that arts i am not quoting him word by word i'm just saying what's still in my mind yeah. It was so many years ago. It's okay, he you're said, paraphrasing it. Yes, he said, arts is like a medium which conveys what is in your heart. So what's in your heart, it is presented by the arts you're producing. And I heard that if you're painting, your emotions are affecting the way how you paint. Or if you're cooking, your emotions are getting yeah, into, the taste of know, the, uh, the food. Yes, and this is and when I when I think about Van Gogh and you said he has a very different life and so on. Um, I I think it was kind of a way how to deal with his problems maybe. I just think of something. A few days ago, I saw your one of your work on especially on the pattern because I think we both are Muslim and I once read a book about architecture in Islam, how it relies on pattern because image of living things are prohibited in Islam. And I think you do a very good job. I don't know if you actually make your art to to suit what I just said, the example of architecture in Islam, the kind of art allowed in Islam. I don't know. I'm not. We're not talking about that, actually, but I just want to praise you. I'm actually okay with that. I don't know. I'm not that. But I think you are. It's it's amazing. I don't know if you intend it to be so, but I just think of that yes. out of nowhere. Thank you for mentioning this. This was um, something I really thought about. It was really a topic I was really torn between because mm. when uh, I was in school and, you know, my favorite teacher, <laughs> um, Mr. Kirchner, I want to 
call his name. It was um, unclear if art in our school is going to be offered as a major course. And the requirement was if so many students are uh, selecting uh, art as a major course, the headmaster talked to, to my arts teacher, you are allowed to offer this as a major course. And um, my teacher, he didn't want to influence me. She, mm-hmm. He said that this is absolutely my choice and so on and I was um, a little bit shy I wasn't really and not talented in painting or drawing faces or human beings animals I'm not really talented I'm just passionate not talented but passionate and he said um, he he brought us an exam a former exam how it can look like when it's going to be offered as a major course and it was a Christian painting you know Moses with the with the tablet it is in our religion we're not allowed to draw human beings it was not only a human being it was considered as being you know presenting a prophet in our religion and that was the point where i said okay um maybe i cannot do this i cannot take it as a major course and my teacher asked me how i find the idea and so on and I was very quiet and said, I I didn't I didn't want to. I never wanted to draw human beings or Moses. Okay. It was not about human beings, drawing human beings, but it was drawing uh, Moses. This is going to be a task in, a, in an exam. I really doubt myself mm. doing this. And my teacher said, Oh yeah, teacher, don't worry. I don't I know in your religion you are not written. He said, you know. You have a variety of choices, animals and human beings, you're not going to draw them and he was so interested and as I said open-minded person we always talked about Islam and he always asked me arts in Islam and an Islamic perspective and he was really really interested and really want to thank him again Uh, and that was so kind and so understanding because it is something unusual in our society if you say someone uh, I'm not allowed to paint beings or animals (laughs) any living beings yeah but he wasn't like that. Yeah. He didn't show me. I don't know if he <laughs> thought like this, but he didn't show me. And he gave me that, you know, option. Yes. And he said, just feel free to choose it and you will have uh, enough choices. And yeah, I have a bad conscience. I have to say it. I have a bad conscience if I'm drawing a human being as a whole or a, an animal as a whole. But if it's just, a face or just a hand it's um it's not going to hold the soul uh, just one hand is not able to have a soul this is something i heard obviously i'm not a scholar i'm not giving any fatwas but that i heard it from a scholar and uh, not drawing uh, human beings anyway because i can't it, it doesn't look good <laughs> when i'm uh, but even if I, I don't know. So I have no problems going without mm-hmm. drawing animals and human beings because, um, yeah, I'm not that talented. I am. Uh, that's actually a very interesting perspective and a very beautiful story with you, teacher. And I am glad I actually mentioned that. It's mm-hmm. actually a passing thought. As someone who loves art, who is passionate about art and is doing art, in your view, why people should try art, why people should learn about art or even enjoy art. 
why do they have to do this? Because when I started enjoying enjoying art, I never really know that, and I could have never known that art is something for me until I tried it. So there is nothing wrong with trying it. Um, I really doubt the idea that a person has absolutely nothing to do with art. There is something they haven't really discovered yet. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yes, and despite all uh, the positive effects on your mental health, it's very good for your brain. So actually, when you're trying to draw something, it is challenging your mind, your brain. And this is what I get from a podcast. Um, I forgot what the title of the podcast was, but it was two uh, artists, two painters. They have a podcast and they said, for example, if you have the choice between watching TV or you can draw something instead of this they said just try to draw something if you are um trying to draw something or paint something it's going to challenge your mind your brain and the possibility that it's not going to please you is very high so yeah you're doing this with knowing Okay, it might be not entertaining me, but I'm doing it nevertheless. And you will see that your motoric will improve as well. And I don't know, maybe it's going to really please you to see you how you get better and better every single time. Just experience other places, other people, other activities to um, figure out who you are. And there is something considered as arts which works for you. And I really would like people to have a sensitivity when they're hearing arts and not really saying, oh, I have nothing to do with arts and I really hate it because I was the person who hated <laughs> art. And now I'm really happy that I found a very different sense. You will never fully discover yourself, but the older you get, I think you need to do something to figure out your identity. Yeah. And art is, as you said, very good for your mental health. It's um, making you more creative and you becoming a a solution finder. Uh, a problem solver. If you train your brain to be creative and productive, you're going to find other ways to deal with certain things in daily life. For example, where do I find it in my daily life? I try to observe things as a very different perspective. Mm. Not only about the typical art things, there is a lot of wisdom in life. And as I said, life is arts itself. And it's a very deep topic and everyone can interpret it in a in a different way. So just start being an artist or not not being an artist, you are actually an artist. Just start recognizing <laughs> you are an artist and find out who you are, what your passion is. That's actually a very beautiful take and I, I agree. I am a fan of art and I think the best thing about loving art, about being aware of art, for me personally, is to realize that through art, art does provide you perspectives 
has some perspectives to look at yourself deeply and objectively. And I think it is endearing to to go through that process and to to understand ourselves, to understand what we want, what we like, what we don't like, what to what extent we're comfortable with something and what what our limitation or passion are. It's beautiful to go through that process through art. So, here we are. I am so glad we are doing this. Well, to close this, I just want you to say a few words, your feeling, your experience joining me on this podcast. I'm really glad you have given me the opportunity to show up and to record with you an episode. I really wanted to say thank you having a chance to you know express what i'm feeling and my message to to the people how i want them to uh, ponder about life and in particular with arts because arts is life <laughs> and if anyone there got just inspired to um just be more conscious about the arts they're surrounded by maybe even interested in trying out some art activities it's be it's just everything i think <laughs> for this podcast and i just really intended to record this podcast with purpose so i hope everyone enjoyed it and uh, could benefit it from it oh. and um, yes it's not really only about arts it's about passion about wisdom it's about the realities of life yeah. and um, we have not a lot of time to uh, live it's actually <laughs> very fast um, and i hope that when we are done here in on earth okay it's going to become very philosophical <laughs> um, that we yes that that's we okay let's go philosophical <laughs> that we are not regretting when the day comes that we recognize okay it's over and i'm done here yeah. that we do not regret the things we haven't tried Aww. that we do not regret an unconscious lived life and Thank i hope you. it's for me first and then for everyone else <laughs> And you, Yulia, how this episode affected you uh, regarding your point of view concerning art? Oh, me, um, this conversation has been wonderful, especially because it's with you and it's it's about art. And I think I do I do understand many things that you just said resonates with me, resonates with me in a very deep level. Just understanding about life, perspective and seeing life, perspective on how I am going to pursue my life in general and um, especially my creative life and figuring out my passion and keep living a passionate life. And I think I am, I am a bit obsessed with meaning and with connecting with the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of meaning with, you know, as you just, I remember you mentioned about there's nothing in this world that is coincidence because I do believe, I do believe so. I believe that we only need to be aware of that because there's a pattern in everything. There's a pattern and when after pattern comes meaning. So we only need to be aware of that to be, to realize. And that's beautiful. Yeah, I just, 
I appreciate my love of art. I appreciate that even though I have no talent whatsoever, I appreciate that I enjoy art. And I think to be able to be in a position in life where I am aware of art and I actually enjoy art is a kind of blessing for me. And talking about connection, I am... I feel blessed to meet you and to to have a friendship with you. And I'm saying it in genuinely. I am genuinely happy that we find friendship in each other. And through that friendship, we get to do this, this conversation talking about art and enhancing my love of art. And you, it's such a, an honor for me to have you in my podcast and have you share so many wonderful stories and so many intriguing perspectives on life through my podcast. So it's been a wonderful experience. And thank you for that. I thank you. <laughs> Well, this is the end of the seventh episode of A Bit of This and A Bit of That. Thank you, Ditchler, for being here. And to Thank you. everyone, to each and every one of us, start sharing and stay connecting. May we all live a blessed and fulfilling life. Let's try for that. Let's put effort for that. Goodbye until the next episode.